1: Good afternoon and welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, where this week, like every week for decades in a row, we're working our fingers to the bone to bring you the information and inspiration you need to start or grow your own real estate investing business. And today we're going to kind of go off on a very important side trail about just like your life as a real estate entrepreneur and and how to just make that path a little bit easier and also how to stop doing something that if you are like most real estate investors around the country, you are doing and you don't even know that you're doing it wrong. And that is using your real estate investors association in the, right complete way. Now to help me discuss this topic uh, I have with me Mr. Lee Yoder who happens to be a member of Cincinnati RIA here in the greater Cincinnati area but also of course it's now national. Most of the meetings are online and we've got members from I don't know 28 different states or something like that. But uh, I asked Lee to come and visit with us because he is one of the people that I have seen that has made the best use of all of the resources and people and things that are available in a RIA group and also done it in a way where he is kind of giving as much as he is getting, which is one of the things that... We're going to encourage all of you to do and also show you how you can give even when you're like, but I'm a new investor. I'm not sure I've got anything that I can give to anybody. So Lee, let's, let's, let's start out with, with your story. let like what, what it is you do because it's, it's a little, it's a little more than most, most folks and, you know, show up at a and they're like, I want to wholesale a single family home or I want to retail uh a duplex or I want to own some rental properties. And you went down the path of big apartment buildings really, really quickly after you uh, decided you were going to be in real estate. So uh, tell us what what did you do before you got into real estate? What made you decide, oh no, I want to go do this instead. And uh, tell us a little bit about what that has looked like for you.
2: Yeah, sure. Happy to do it. Uh, yeah, thanks so much for having me on. Um, the Cincinnati RIA has been a huge part of this story. So um, yeah, excited to, to be on and, and tell my story. I think anybody um, that uses the RIA can, can do what I did. I've, I've done nothing uh, special. And certainly the, there's been a lot of people that have helped me along the way um, from the RIA. So I was a physical therapist uh, by trade. Um Still am, so I, I was definitely taking the, if you know Rich that Poor Dad book, I took the Poor Dad route and got a ton of education um, and became a physical therapist. I had to go you know to college for seven years. They make us get our doctorate now. Um, so I was doing that and um, didn't love being in the clinic just because the schedule. I actually like to work, but got into home health, um, so I'm just listening to stuff. I actually got pretty bored with home health, so I actually came in with this company. It was kind of a startup healthcare staffing company, actually, in Cincinnati, And pretty quickly as I came in with them, I became the clinical director, kind of started just climbing the corporate ladder. I was actually doing no more physical therapy. So I'm only like two and a half years out from getting a seven year degree. And I was really, I mean, I was still using it because I was managing a lot of therapists, but I was in the office kind of doing a corporate job, um, helping build this division for a startup company. And that was my first taste being of like, I don't know that I'm really built for physical therapy. I think actually I like building a business. I think I like entrepreneurship. I think I want to do this. Cause I didn't miss doing physical therapy at all. I really enjoyed my work. Um, the problem was now I was kind of, um, see, feeling that tension that a lot of people feel where like, it felt like I was just giving way too much to my job and didn't have enough left over for my wife and, and our young kids at the time. And, and my faith and things like that, that are a lot more important to me at the end of the day than work. It felt like I was just kind of trapped in this job. So, um, I just – I thought, well, okay, does that mean I have to go back to home health physical therapy, which um I had a lot of flexibility in that job, but I wasn't fulfilled with that job and I wasn't challenged by it. So I said, well, you know, what can I – is there anything else out there? So that's when I start going down this rabbit hole, down this trail of like reading books. I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad at that time, read a bunch of other business books and started thinking like there might be a different way to do things. There might be a different option be- between just – you know, which job am I going to have? Is it going to be a flexible job where I feel like a good father, a good uh, husband, or is it going to be this job that I really like, but it's like too intense and I can't feel like a good father and a good husband. Um, I'm like, I think there's a different way. And so I left the corporate job. I went back to doing home health physical therapy. Um, but I knew I wanted to do real estate on the side. So I left at the end of 2016, that corporate job by the uh, fall of 2017, we bought our first house to flip. Uh, just in our town that we live in in Lebanon just north of Cincinnati um, and that started my real estate journey and it was just one step at a time being I mean I'm frankly like blown away uh, by how God has blessed our our business and what we've been able to do because it just started with a, a flip and we've just taken one step each time and a huge part of it has just been talking to people that have already okay. done that. And that's where the RIA came in. So um, I'll stop there, but that's how the journey really got started and why I got into real estate.
1: Well, no, I want to hear the next step because going, okay. going from a single family flip to, um, I think I'm going to do multi-families to, um, I think I'm going to do apartment buildings.
2: Yeah. And quickly, yeah. As, as quickly as you did, this wasn't like you flipped for seven years and then... Yeah, right, right. Well, and, you know, I'm listening, to, you know, this, this program's a good one Vina, where you're bringing people on. I mean, I was just... Even when I was doing home health physical therapy, I, I was driving around a lot. So I drive to mostly elderly people's homes, and I treat them in their home after they get a knee replacement, a hip replacement, something like that when I was doing home health. So I had a lot of time to listen to podcasts. And the more and more people I listen to, the, the you know you kind of find out which ones you identify with. Like, And the guys and girls that I really identify with were the ones doing multifamily. So I knew from the beginning that's kind of what I wanted to do, but that's a lot to just jump into, and you're, you're kind of highlighting that. So after we did the flip in 2017 – in the next year, we got a duplex. And again, just in my hometown, we got it at the county auction. Uh, the flip was an online auction. And we basically flipped that, but we got some renters, and we rented it for a few months before we sold it. And we saw that proof of concept that this is investing. When you hold rental property, that's investing. Flipping's not investing, in my opinion. It's, it's a great way to get into real estate, and you can make money at it. But it's just a way to trade your time for money in the real estate space. And so it can be great, but it's not investing. So once we got the duplex, I was like, okay, this is more what we want to do. We've got renters. They're paying all the expenses and the mortgage. So they're paying off the property for us. And there's a little bit left over. Let's do this a bunch more times. And I managed that property myself being out. I really didn't enjoy doing that very much. Um, and again, I just, the people I was listening to, I'm like, I want to get bigger. I want to get the bigger properties that I can use a third party management company on. I want to scale. Um, you know, you look at the duplex and it's like, you know, I'm making, I don't know um what that was but maybe four thousand dollars a year off that in profit and i'm like i want to make 20 times that per year at some point so do i want to own 20 duplexes and the answer for me was no some I, that could be a great way to go but i didn't want to own that many duplexes so i decided i want to level up and this is when the real really came in for me Vini, because the next jump i made was from a duplex to a 16 unit and that felt like climbing Mount adverse to me i mean i just could not wrap my mind around owning 16 units, being responsible for 16 people's homes and managing that. And it just, it was overwhelming to even think about. But the more I got around other people that had not only done a 16 unit, but had bought a 25 unit and a 40 unit. As soon as you start getting around those people, they make you feel like actually it's not that hard to buy a 16 unit. It's not that crazy. I've done it. You can do it. And so the more I was around those people – I was able to make that that's probably the biggest jump honestly was from the duplex to the sixteen because uh, once I did the sixteen, we did a couple other small ones and then even when we started syndicating and getting a hundred unit, that didn't honestly feel like quite as big of a jump as the duplex to the sixteen mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. very good, so when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about the part of that that you alluded to, but that i I just I really feel like it's important that people understand what. Real estate associations are really for, and you figured it out all by yourself <laughs> very early on. So uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox. My guest today is Lee Oder, who, as he was explaining before the break, went in a matter of a couple of years from a single-family flip to a two-family to a 16-unit. And now, how many doors do you and your partners have, Lee? Uh, we just sold a
2: couple, but we still have 255. 255
1: units, and, and this all started in 2017, and the multifamily part really started in 2018, so we're talking about five years from to go from yeah. a couple of units to, well, 100 times, 100 plus times yeah. that many units. Yeah. Uh which is spectacular and congratulations on your success oh, you. and I should probably insert here that uh you're a, you're actually one of the wow speakers at the yeah. upcoming National Real Estate Summit uh, that's our Wake Up Wealthy it's, it's wow get it wake up wealthy That's
2: right that's right and yes.
1: you're going like to you're going to be sharing uh what other people would need to put into place before they could do that because there's an awful lot of people running around going, I want to buy a 100 units. And when you say, where are you getting the money? They say, I don't know.
2: <laughs> but <I'm, laughs> It'll but, come to the good deal. But I'm,
1: but I'm making offers. Well, how do you know what offer to make? Well, you know, I'm looking for good deals. Well, how do you know? Right. So
2: yeah, yeah,
1: I get it why people want to do that. And it's a good thing to do. And yes, you can do it from your very first deal if that's what you want to do, but just understanding who and what you have to have in place is super important. He's speaking about that at the conference. And also, uh, Lee, you are part of the uh, free discussions that Oria has been doing for the last, uh, I guess it's been four weeks now um, that still not everybody's registered, they're online, they don't cost anything, they're really good information, really good um, discussions. The the one you're in is about uh, uh, different kinds of alternative assets and it's next Monday and people can still go to oreaconvention.com and click the pink button at the top that says refocus series of Zoom discussions and register for that. So the topic today, though, is how to use your REA right, and the reason I was so anxious for you to talk about this is because I have visited real estate associations all over the United States. I bet I have been to a hundred different REA groups, and it is very common to see this happen. I get there at six o'clock, meaning you know doors open at five thirty. I get there at six o'clock. I walk into the room where the speaking is going to be. And there's a whole bunch of people sitting all over the room in different chairs with their arms folded, <laughs> staring at the front of the room, waiting mm-hmm. for the speaker to come on. Yep. And I, you know, I think that they think that they are there primarily for whatever the lecture is. And so they show up only when the topic is something that they're like, oh yeah, I definitely need to know that. And the other months of the year, they just stay home that night. And I just want to yell at them. You, you, you're you doing this wrong. You're just by sitting here. Yeah. You are doing this wrong. <laughs> so yeah. can you, can you talk about all of the different things, uh, education? Sure. But all of, all of the different things that you found really valuable at, our local rear group here Cincinnati RIA to get you in five years from two families, a big jump to yeah, 250 units.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It, it certainly wasn't just listening to uh, the, the lectures um, and the presenters being uh, because um that's good but yeah you can most of that stuff you you could find on YouTube or you could find in a book and, and it's better to be there in person you get to talk to that person so I still think there's a bunch of value in that and I like going to them but yeah what's what's even more valuable in my opinion and what's been more valuable in my journey is um connecting with people that are there because uh, a lot of times the the speakers local but sometimes they're not and real estate's local so the people that um in a lot of cases that I can learn the most from are the people that are local because Those are the people that are going to tell me, you know, what is working in Cincinnati and Dayton real estate specifically and and specifically in multifamily. And those are people that have done it, that currently own multifamily properties in Dayton and Cincinnati. And maybe I'll buy theirs or maybe they'll just tell me how to go buy one. So it's those relationships. And a lot of the times those people aren't speakers. They don't want to be speakers, but they come to the events and they love talking about it. Um, I can tell you that is, a lot of
1: times they're terrified to pick up a microphone because I often well, try yeah. and get them to pick up a microphone <laughs> and they're like, Oh no, 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 no.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. They just want to do it. They just want to do it. But you know, talking one-on-one they'll, they'll talk your ear off sometimes about, you know, what they're doing, what they're excited about, how they did it. Um, that's when people show up, uh, because they are really interested in real estate and you want to like if you're looking for warm leads in mean, whatever you're looking for, that's where you find warm leads. I mean, you know, whether it comes to people that are doing what I want to do or maybe people that want to partner with us, those are all warm leads. I mean, they're all, they're, you know, they're all there. They've self-selected that they want to get into real estate. That's why we're all there. So it's just, it's shooting fish in a barrel as far as, you know, getting around people um, that are either trying to do what you're trying to do, have already done what you want to do um are willing to talk to you about how to do it about what's going on in the market uh so yeah there's so much value in so many people there um and yeah to your point being you know, some of them would never want to speak they don't think they have much to offer but they do uh and so you can learn a lot from them but also it you know in so many cases real estate is a team sport i definitely think it is when you get into multifamily and the the bigger you get the more of a business even if you want to own single families the more you want to own you're going to need more and more team members so Again, there's your warm leads for who your potential team members are. Mm-hmm. So um, we've done that. You know, I've partnered um, in different ways. And, you know, my mentor, you know, my first mentor and um, I guess I call my coach, like they, you know, he came from the RIA, um, you know, other partners in different ways and, and people I've learned from. And the attorneys that I've used, I mean, the CPAs that I've used that, you know, they're all from the RIA. So, yeah, it's all about the people that, that you meet there, really.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, uh, we're going to come back to the people thing. Because peeling isn't all that easy for every everyone, you know that, right? Yeah. Uh, but I want to I want to step back for a second and peel back the curtain a little bit on what a what a good real estate association is is doing behind the scenes. Okay? Because I, I, look, look, listeners, I get it. There are really bad real estate associations in the world. There's there's some that are. Um, it feels really predatory. Like when you walk in the door, it feels like everybody's just trying to get something from you. And especially if you're new, that they're trying to get something from you. Uh, There are groups that they don't do a good job of even letting you know what's going on. They don't, there's groups that, uh, I mean, I've seen groups that cancel every other meeting because they can't get it together to figure Mm. out who the speaker is. So I get it. Okay, I get it. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry that you don't live in Cincinnati. (laughs) (laughs) Although again, you know, Anybody can join anywhere from yep. anywhere Jump in the online. country at this point. But what the good groups try to do with the education is they they know that real estate is local. So they're providing a platform where people can get together and talk local real estate. And, man, you know, that's uh, – I've gotten so much value over the years just by walking in and saying, oh, there's a guy that I know rehabs a lot and going up and saying, I need a roofer.
0: hmm
1: I need somebody who's going to show up, be sober, do the job, not want to get paid it all up front. And I I get it, right? I'm going to get the referral. Um, I have, I have, it gets as local as, uh, within the last couple of days, I called a a guy who's a big property manager within our group because uh, I was, I was contemplating buying a house in one of the little cities that's inside Cincinnati, and I needed to know something about the local, about the, did they have any ordinances about something. And he's like, uh, oh yeah, they do. They just know it like block by block yep. like that. But the leaders also know that, I mean, honestly, you kind of evaluate an apartment building the same way, whether you're buying it in Cincinnati or Kansas City or Dallas. Like the, the, the math yep. is, is kind of the same. Yep. And um, the, the way you might go about looking for them is kind of the same, you know, you're either going to call brokers or, or contact agents. And, That's right. Uh, a, a lot of that, like, high-level, how, do, how does one do this education does really best come from whoever the best person is. It doesn't matter if they're local or not. So, you, you know, you see national speakers, they're not going to be able to tell you what neighborhood in Dayton has the highest rents. That's what the members do. But they are going to, they, they have organized training, you know, they have they sometimes whole days long of organized training and uh sometimes you just can't find a local member who's willing to put together an entire day slides, spreadsheets, all of that sort of stuff. So they're they're always walking this balance between yeah, we want the national speakers because um honestly, and I'll I'll throw out Anthony Chara's name because I know he's a favorite around here at Cincinnati. Um he teaches a great course yep. and yeah, and how does. to do apartments. I I I've, I've been to it. Um, I, I told him one time. I said, "I think I just got more value out of your one-day class than I got out of a five-day class that I once took and uh, spent a whole bunch of money on." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me tell you that. Um, so, so can the group spend all of its time talking to people who want apartments? No. You know, most groups have one 90-minute meeting a month, maybe two. So they bring in these people who do have the organized one day, two day, three day classes so that if that's the way you wanna go, we vetted this person, they got good information, go pay them for their class. But the platform part is so important because you, you, you need a tribe. I don't care what you're doing in real estate, you need a tribe around you. And creating your own is its own job. Like like if, like if you were trying to if, if I wanted to go out and attract all people who liked single family rentals and creative finance, but I I would spend hours and hours a week just doing that, or I can just walk into the RIA and they're already there
0: because
1: yep. <laughs> that the, the group has provided that platform. So you, you listeners who have been have been all about well they. I quit because they only had two meetings a year that was about my topic. You heard what Lee said about the people, right? It's it's all people up and down in the in the real estate business. Mm-hmm. So Lee, the thing is, you you are somewhat extroverted. You kind of like talking to people and yeah, building connections and you know in, in your in your psyche, like that's just that's just what I do. If I need to do something, I'll go find the people who do it. There are an awful lot of introverts in the world, like fifty percent statistically are introverts, and sometimes they walk into especially a, a large RIA like Cincinnati RIA and they're looking around and there's like a hundred people they don't know. And yet they are supposed to somehow build connections. Do you have any like real hardcore advice? Like next time introvert you walk into one of those meetings, go do this.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, it would it would be harder for me to give advice because yeah, I'm definitely an extrovert. It does. I like walking into the room and and just, um, finding people I'm not afraid of awkward you know, situations (laughs) or whatever. Um, I will say, you know, a lot of our meetings, like you said, being our online, uh, that's probably easier for introverts. I would imagine. Um, you know, a lot of people will put their information in the chat. You can do that. You can take their information from the chat. You can reach out to them personally and not have to, you know, go up to them and in front of a bunch of people where you're afraid other people are going to hear what you say or, you know, whatever that is. So there's that, you know, the online stuff, but, um, I still think there's so much value in the in-person. Um, I just think that, you know, there's enough shuffling around of people that maybe you, you, you just have a conversation with one person off to the side. And again, you're not getting up and speaking in front of people, but, um, I would still, I just push yourself past your comfort zone is one thing I'd say.
1: Yeah. And we're, we're going to, we're going to come back to that. Cause that's a topic near and dear to my heart as an <laughs> introvert. Uh, but first we need to take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones Cox, talking today to apartment investor Lee Yoder about a, a way to get a way to take a resource that you most likely already have, which is a local real estate investors association, and turn it into a giant part of your success by just thinking about what you're doing differently. And before the break, we were talking about. Uh, Lee got, Lee's gotten a lot out of like face-to-face stuff within the, his local group, which is Cincinnati RIA. And we were talking about introverts and how it's, it's way harder for them to walk into this room of strangers and just start going up and talking to people. And I will add to that, Lee, um, new investors often have a difficult time understanding what they should go and do just because they're not used to the, culture. They're not sure if yeah. anybody wants to talk to them. I think the mm-hmm. first time I walked into Cincinnati, Rio, which was probably before you were born. Um, definitely not. I was, I was literally going, no one's going to want to talk to me. I'm brand new. And these people are all very experienced, successful people. That was just like my own misapprehension. Cause it turned out there were yep. lots yep. of new people there. I just, you know, didn't know it. And I think a key thing to remember, even if you're an introvert, is everyone is there for the same reason. You don't actually have to make small talk at a, at a real estate association. It's perfectly yeah. acceptable to walk up to somebody and go, so do you have a self-directed IRA? Which yeah. which is not a polite question, you know, in a, in a... I don't know, at the office or something. Yep. But if you want to know something, everyone's there to talk about the same thing. So I think a lot of introverts, what they really have a problem with is not so much talking to people as it is knowing how to talk about the weather or, you know, what do you talk about to a stranger? Well, when you're at a real estate association, you all have something in common. That's a good point. And a, a really good opening line is just, so what do you do in real estate? And then, and then introverts, you can basically shut up because generally, when you ask that question, whoever you ask it to is perfectly willing to just do all the talking, <laughs> and and you can learn so much from just listening to them talk. So, do not do not get you know scared because you know I've got social anxiety. And I don't know what, know what these people want to talk about. Yes, you do. And if you're a new investor and you have a good RIA. And you just walk up to people and say, Hey, I'm a new investor. And here's kind of what I'm thinking about doing. Who should I meet here?
2: Mm-hmm. It's a great way to start, yeah.
1: Yeah, because people in the group know what yep. people in the group do. Yep. And and they they will say, Hey, you you know, go over there and talk to so and so. He's the king of whatever. The other thing is a lot of groups have networking specific opportunities i know you you had mentioned uh in our in our previous conversation uh there's tables set up before the meeting Mm -hmm. that say apartments in the middle or they say creative Mm -hmm. finance or wholesaling or retailing that's a great place to go and and the the people sitting there are going to be the people who are interested in what you're interested in
2: yep yep yeah and you can sit down at that table and just listen and uh you know, Hey, I'm just, I'm just here to soak it up and listen. I don't have, you know, don't have anything to add. You don't have to talk, And uh, um, but no, you're right. Vena, you know, everybody's there for the same reason. So it, yeah, that's usually my, the question you threw out is I always say, Hey, what are you doing in real estate? Or what are you looking to do in real estate? And, um, yeah, they'll just start talking. Then they'll probably ask you the same thing back. You can mention it. And, and then, yeah, the, the question of, you know, who should I know? Or I'm, I'm new. That's what I'm looking to do. That's, that's perfect. And, uh, yeah, everybody there, um, is, is going to try to help you. Um, everybody's there for the same reason. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, you shouldn't be as intimidated as so many other, so many other situations. This should be less intimidating.
1: Mm-hmm. And that, that thing that you said about just, if it, if nothing else, just walk up and say, I'm just listening in to learn. B- mm-hmm. Because one of the things I hear about real estate association after real estate, I even hear this about Cincinnati area. It's kind of cliquish. I walk in and there's mm. these people standing around in knots and they're talking to each other and, Somehow that comes. What's really happening is they're having some discussion about, you know, some topic that they've gotten into, and people feel like they can't just walk up and say, "Can I? Can I just listen to learn?" (laughs) And generally, I think I I found that if you do that, the people who are there who may be way more advanced and you say, "Oh yeah, yeah, sure. If you have any questions, let us know."
2: Yep. Yeah. I think so. I think it's a great way to go. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Don't look. Don't let the look of People standing around talking intensely make you go, Oh, it's a click. <laughs> Cause mm-hmm. I, I rarely find that in groups that there's, it, it happens sometimes, but I rarely find that groups are super clickish. Um, I think, I think maybe part of that is the reaction to, uh, you walked in and nobody walked up to you and said, Hey, what can I do for you? And mm-hmm. it's, you know, that's not always going to happen, but it's not because people are mean. It's because they're there to. Talk to other people that yep. do what they want to do. Now, from your perspective, Lee, and this this may take some insight into yourself that you you may or may not have. You have you have done so much within this group. I mean, you have you you, you inserted yourself real quickly into the part of the group that was the apartment buyers, and you know, we happen to have mm-hmm. an apartment focus group. So that was probably pretty easy. Go, oh, okay. I guess I need to go there. Yep. But, yep. but uh, everybody knows you. Like if I say and there's, there's like 900 members. And if I say your name, it was like, Oh yeah, yeah, he's the apartment guy. Mm. You've literally gotten a lot of the, the partners that are funding deals with you from this group. You, I know yep. you're, you're always, you're always letting people know, Hey, if you run across a multifamily and you don't know what to do with it, love to work with you on that is there something about your particular approach to life philosophy personality something that has has it's almost like it's attracted people to help you
2: Mm. yeah um i guess what i would say Vina, is one thing i and i noticed this from others so it was not like something i came up with um but just having an abundance mentality um you know, real estate is so big. There's so many units out there. I mean, I think you'd be blown away um, by how much real estate is out there. There's really no reason to fight over it. Um, so, I, you know, when I came into the apartment focus group, I, you know, there's no reason for us to fight over deals. If anything, we're going to partner on the deal because, you know, especially online, it's like we're all new. Probably none of us can take down these ourselves. So, what we all want to do, it, so let's partner. Let's help each other out. Um, if you get one, great. There's 10 more coming next month, you know? So I think that's what it is. This abundance mentality of, um, I don't feel like the people at the rear are really my competitors. Uh, I'm really good friends with a bunch of guys and girls in Cincinnati dating to buy apartment buildings and there is plenty to go around. Um, I just heard this said today, Vina. I don't know if you, this will blow you away. The, the top apartment investor uh, or a group that owns the most multifamily units in the United States owns 180,000 multifamily units. Like that's just, and I bet you, but what, what that's probably less than 1% of the apartments in, in the country that they own. Maybe it's, maybe it, it's five it, or something, but no, it, it's I, ridiculous. I that, how much, I think that might be real estate. Point 0.1 of 1%. I think that might yeah, be like they, one tenth of 1%. Yeah, it's it's absurd. You, you'd be blown away by how many thousands of units there are just in Cincinnati. So, um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's what I would say. Um, I, I learned that from others. And, um, you know, when I went to that apartment focus group that you mentioned, Vina, you know, the people running it, they were trying to teach the rest of us to go buy apartments, which is what they were trying to do. So I was like, wow, they, you know, they're raising up people to come compete with them, but they just didn't see it like that. And I never have either. Um, There's plenty out there for us all. So I think that's a big part of it. I hope people that come, you know, have an abundance mentality and they don't come seeing others. And I think that's why some people don't come. They're like, why would I come, you know, talk with my competition? Well, because they're not your competition. You're going to do way, you're going to gain way more deals than you lose by coming and communicating with people. I mean, probably a hundred to one. You're not going to lose out on very many deals. What you're going to do is you're going to hear about deals and partner on deals Um, so I think that's a big part of it. I've come in just feeling like everybody here is, is a teammate or, you know, a mentor or something. Nobody here. I mean, in a very rare circumstance, is anybody going to be a competitor? Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. Excellent. I want to take one more quick break. And then I want to finish up this conversation about how you listeners, can be taken way more advantage of what your local real estate association has to offer than you probably are and how to actually do that. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. Talking today to Lee Yoder, whose area of strategic expertise at this point is actually buying apartments and he will be sharing some of that on Monday at the OREA series on um, strategies for the current market, which you can attend on Zoom by getting your link at oriaconvention.com. And then he's going to also be giving a 90-minute presentation at the National Summit coming up here in Cincinnati on November 2nd through 5th uh, on the topic of all the things you should probably put in place to buy apartments before you go out and start wa- stop waste start wasting time making people offers that you can't possibly <laughs> close, even if you get them accepted. Um, so today we're talking about using your Rhea right. And we've, we've talked about how important the people within the group are. We've talked about, you know, the education, you know, that you, you also need to know stuff and you can't necessarily like meet three people and then call them all for every single thing you need to know. <laughs> so, the the groups generally provide a pretty vetted education and just the attitude that you go in with and that Lee, you said that you think your big advantage here is you just feel like the pie is big enough for everybody. And, and I'm sure that comes out when you're talking to people like that. Mm -hmm. They, they look at you and go, this is a guy who's being open about what he knows and is Mm -hmm. helping, helping where he can Uh, which is more so now than it was five, five years ago when you didn't really know how to buy an apartment building. I think that abundance mentality is a big thing. And I think the reverse of it, I think if you're going in there thinking, what can I get Mm -hmm. from these people? That's going to come across. And you, you will, you might be seeing people all around you getting help and support and sitting there going, why is nobody giving me that help and support? You might want to check your own attitude. And say, am I thinking, like, whatever I'm saying, am I thinking that these people are my competitors and I want, I want from them, but I don't want to share with them because that might be some kind of a disadvantage to me.
2: Yep. Yeah, good point.
1: I just, I just don't, I don't think people who come in with that sort of um, attitude do very well or last very long in a good, Real Estate Association, they just kind of drift away because mm-hmm. it turns out that they are not getting what they, I don't know, thought they were going to get. So what's interesting is you said you got helped pretty intensely early on by, you know, the, the, the set of people that you had connected yourself to. And now it's only five years later and you are turning around and helping other people, which I think is all I think a really good way to get helped is help.
2: Sure, yeah. And they, g- go ahead. Yeah, a great way to, um, like, I it like really learn something is if you're prepared to teach it, uh, right? Because you need to really get prepared for that. So, uh, yeah, I think you're right about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I'm going to go a step
1: further, Lee, and mm-hmm. say, you help. I, I, I watch you help people in little ways. I mean, yeah, you do, you're doing this. Uh, you, you have your podcast. You have the Threefold Real Estate Investing podcast, which I know is mm-hmm. a, I know that's a big commitment. And I know you, you, you know, every, every week you're on there kind of introducing people to ideas and stuff like that. But I mean, even in small ways, I mean, I have seen you on the Friday morning haves and wants calls and somebody's got a question about how, how do I get a manager for my apartments or how do I, you know, something that's fairly simple and you're jumping in there saying, here's my advice. And even little, little stuff like that, people remember it. They appreciate it. They remember you it 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 adds to their feeling of oh wow, there really there really is a lot of abundance here, and I think again, new investors hear that and they say, okay, so i I need to help to get helped. There's nothing I can do to help. I have no money, I don't have any properties, don't have any deals, don't have any specific knowledge that I can share with people is it your feeling that even like a brand new investor probably has something that somebody else in the group needs at any given moment?
2: Yeah, I think so. Because everybody's got some kind of network. So everybody you know knows you know a big group of people. So you might know somebody that can help somebody, um, even though it's not you. And then um, if you're willing to work hard, then you've at least got that. Uh, you've got the hustle. Uh, so a lot of times it's younger people or sometimes it's maybe people that aren't, you know, Twenty years old, but they still have a lot of drive and they're willing to, to hustle. So, yeah, you've got something. You've got a network, uh, whether it feels like it or not, and and hopefully you're willing to to work hard and um, you know put in the the grit that it takes um, as any part of team, so you can add that to the team. So, yeah, you've got something.
1: Yeah, and it's what you said about people with hustle. There's a lot of value in hustle, apparent yeah. like like value to other people in mm-hmm. hustle, particularly if you have some spare time because. Let let, let me just, let's just role play, Lee. Let's say I'm a brand new investor. I really want to get into apartments. I go to a meeting. I, you know, I'm brave enough to, I don't know, even walk up to the people behind the registration desk and say, hey, I want to learn about apartments. Who should I talk to? They point me to you. I come to you and I say, I hear you are the guy. I really want to learn from you. I have 10 spare hours a week. Where I can do anything that you tell me to do. I can, I can drive properties. I can go meet contractors. I can, um, pick up stuff for you. I can come to your office and clean it up. I can do anything you want. And what I ask for in return is just, I kind of want to follow you around and see what you're doing. Is that a, is that an offer you might just take?
2: Yeah. Yeah. 10 free hours. Um, yeah, if it's up like that, I can find something because, um, there's something in the business that you could do that I, I can think of that would like, that would teach you something. So if you're out doing this and I had, I had a guy, um, do this, uh, and, and follow me around, came out the properties and, and was willing to work. Um, so I benefited from his work and he benefited from learning from me while he was working. So, uh, yeah, if you, and to phrase it like that, I mean, that's, that's really well phrase it. Like, Hey, I, like, you're really not asking for anything in, in return. Just, I mean, I, you know, you're going to learn from me while working for me or whatever, or doing some work for me. But um, leaving it open, saying I've got 10 hours, um, I would be a fool to not at least strongly consider that. And the only thing I'd say, a too, is that I'm going to be much more um, convinced that you'll stick with it if you've been coming to the meetups. You've been, like, I want to see some consistency because a lot of people come in to one or two meetings and they're on fire and they, hey, I'm willing to do whatever. And then a couple meetings that you don't see them. Well, so I I might say something first like, okay, well, I want you to read this book and this book and listen to my podcast for three weeks and get back with me. You know, it just I want to see, like, are you really going to stick with this? Because real estate takes a consistent effort over a long period of time. And just, if you're, you know, just... Oh, I'm excited for today and I'm, you know, but I'm probably not going to stick with it. Then that's going to be a real waste of my time. So I might see first, like, are you going to stick with it? Are you willing to put Mm -hmm. in the time over weeks and not just get excited about it today? Uh, but once you see that, um, and that's what's gained me favor from some mentors is they saw me just keep putting in the effort. So they got the sense, I think that we're like, Lee's going to figure this out. Like he's going to actually do something. So. It's worth my time to do something because he might make me a partner on one of his deals. And that's what I did. You know, that's what I did with my mentor. But they could see, like, this guy's going to do it. Like, he just keeps getting after it. And so I would want to see that from somebody. So show that along with your offer.
1: Yeah, so she's showing up, showing up consistently. And yeah. you just said something really important, which is the very people that investors want to learn from and be around are also the busiest people. I mean, they're, yeah. it's... Yeah, yeah. They've got so much going on, and, and they get requests constantly for, hey, can I just come and hang out at your office for a few days and see what you do? Or, hey, can you mentor me? Or, hey, can we go have coffee? And what you said was, I want to see that they're going to stick to it, or it's a waste of my time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and that's not because, like, you don't like people or you don't want to help people, yeah. but they're, they're in order to take time out of a busy schedule... You have to believe that you're making a difference, and and there's yeah. a real there's a real feeling that if I can't make a difference, I don't have time. I don't I don't care if you're gonna you know paint my apartment. I, that that all that gets me is a painted apartment, and I can do that myself. I want to know that I am having an effect on somebody's life, yeah. and so yeah. sometimes people will give you assignments. I, I've been known to do that. I've been known to say, I'll tell you what. You can do that, but first I need you to go out and drive for dollars and get a hundred addresses. And and it literally is a it's a hurdle for people to overcome because I'm like, if you can't do that, then anything I teach you isn't gonna probably make a big difference and I will have yeah. not yep. gotten the good feeling of, hey, I really made a difference in that person's life. So yep. all good practical advice that I really hope that some of our listeners who have been using the other way (laughs) will take advantage of. um, Seriously, there are some wonderful groups throughout the country. If you're in a city that, uh, some people are in cities where there can be four or five either real estate associations or huge meetups, you know, meetups that are the size of real estate associations. And they go, well, I don't know. I've been to a couple of those and they're terrible. Uh, Obviously, you know, visit them all. Get get a feel for them. See if it feels like an open sharing group. If if not, fine. Left swipe them, but don't left swipe them because you go, you went to the meeting. and Were bored by the speaker. It's the person. Yeah, it's the people yeah. that are there that you yep. you really need to be focused on learning from, helping, getting help from, all of those sorts of things. So, Leah, really appreciate this discussion.
2: Yeah. Thanks for having me on, Vina. It was a pleasure. On on Monday.
1: We're actually going to get to hear you talk about the apartment side of your, of your business. And again, folks can register for that meeting online. It's, it's online, it's free, thanks to OREA sponsoring it. And it's at OREAConvention.com. And also, I really look forward to seeing your presentation on how to get your life in line so that you can start. Investing in real estate at the convention on November 2nd through 5th here in Cincinnati, in the Cincinnati area.
2: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that being, it's a great event every year. I'm, I'm just uh, humbled and honored to be a part of it. Uh, really looking forward to that discussion. Well, and it really
1: tickles us when somebody who has been an attendee, get so successful that they
2: get to be a speaker
1: instead. (laughs) That's
2: That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm I'm blessed by it. It's pretty cool.
1: It is. All right, so we will be back next week with more information to put you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. Until then, happy investing.